Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Okay, boxing fans, are you ready for an actual exciting weekend of boxing? Because we have an exciting weekend of boxing, certainly not as exciting as it should have been. Of course, the news that uh, Terrence No Smoke Crawford ducked the smoke, was negotiating in bad faith, decided to take the fight later in the year with uh, David Avanasian. Of course, nobody wanted to see that fight. Everybody wanted to see No Smoke get tested against Errol Spence. That's not going to happen, at least not this year. Errol Spence came out, said he believes that the fight can still happen next year. But he also said that he's on the verge of moving up to 154. So it may be that we don't see a unification. Mind you, Spence has three mandatories breathing down his neck. He's got uh, Boots Ennis. He's got, unfortunately, Keith Once Upon a Time Thurman. He's got uh, Stanionis. So he's got three mandatories that are all vying to get a shot since Crawford's not going to, since he's ducking the smoke. And then Crawford's taking a soft touch course because nobody wants to see him fight Avanesian. Avanesian is the worst possible opponent he could have picked because. If you didn't know, Crawford's mandatory is, of course, Virgil Ortiz with WO, and that would have been a great fight. Crawford's team said that they offered the fight to Ortiz and he declined it. Ortiz's team said that he didn't get off of the fight. Chances are he didn't get off of the fight. Chances are Crawford, as has been the pattern, because if you recall back when the Kell Brook fight was announced, prior to that, there was chatter that Crawford was going to fight Manny Pacquiao. And they kept saying, yep, we're getting close. He's getting close to deep, deep, deep. And then it turns out he's going to fight Kell Brook, who was already face smashed by both Golovkin and Spence and had looked terrible in his last fight. This is a pattern with no smoke Crawford that he doesn't want to fight the best when they're at their best. That's the truth of the man. I know there's some fans out there. I don't know why, but it is what it is. He's not going to test himself against the best. So that's what we got. Let's talk about this weekend because we've got some more exciting stuff happening then I want to really breeze through and I'll get back to my endeavors. First up, probably the biggest fight of this weekend, of course, the return of Vasily Lomachenko. He's fighting Jermaine Ortiz. Jermaine Ortiz is a really good fighter. I don't think he's anywhere close to Lomachenko's level. Lomachenko, of course, is slightly older. Lomachenko's been out because he was out to war in Ukraine. But Lomachenko still has his craftiness. He still is very slippery. And, of course, the fight that we saw with Linares told us that Lomachenko can be hit. Now, Jermaine Ortiz is not a big banger. He has a decent knockout ratio, but nothing spectacular. Here's the irony, though. These two guys actually have a very similar fight record, as in uh, number of fights, number of wins, um, knockout percentages. They're very close in this. Ortiz has a draw, nothing major. I don't think anybody gives Jermaine Ortiz a shot at beating Lomachenko. Question is, was he going to quit? We hope not. Lomachenko has a lot more uh, rounds in the books. A lot more quality to his game. I suspect that it's not going to be, if it's not won by knockout, I do suspect that Ortiz might get frustrated and something happens. I hope not. He's a young kid. He's got his whole career ahead of him. And hopefully he realizes that this is certainly a big opportunity he's not going to get ever again. And I certainly hope that he will take this opportunity and give it his all because he's not going to get a shot like this again, I guarantee you. The undercard's not too impressive. Return of Robizi Ramirez, of course. He's going to be fighting Jose Matias Romero. Madison Square Gardens, where this happens on ESPN+. Plus, By the way, Sky Sports in the UK. I've watched Robizi Ramirez. I'm not too impressed with him. He's not a bad fighter. He's actually very exciting. It's just 
I think he needs a little bit more refinement. And Romero doesn't impress me at all. He's coming off two losses recently. Uh, he doesn't have very much power. He's not very spectacular. And so it's something to get, you know, Rabizi kind of on the rebuild path. I don't hate it. You know, it is it is what it is. Whatever you need to do to rebuild the guy, I'm just not overly excited about the matchup personally. Uh, Richard Torres Jr., I've never heard of. He's on the undercard as well. Never heard of the guy. I don't want to do him misjustice by mispronouncing anything else. I'm not too impressed with the undercard of Lomachenko Ortiz. Really, the headline, I think, is going to be the Big fight worth watching, in my opinion. Of course, Jake Paul is going to be fighting Anderson Silva, and you're like, the MMA guy? And yes, that's true. But Anderson Silva has a boxing license. He's actually had three fights so far. He lost his first fight that was back in the 90s. People are looking at that and saying, he's not that great. Anderson Silva has a win over Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., for F's sake. No, he's actually a very good boxer. He's a very good boxer, but he's old. He's very old. He's 47 years old. But he's a good boxer in his own right. Now, of course, Jake Paul is a knockout artist. This will be the first time he's fought somebody who actually was a pro boxer. He was supposed to fight Haseen Rahman. That fell through. And the story of this is that Jake Paul and Logan Paul actually have met up Anderson Silva as kids. Jake Paul actually has a lot of respect for Anderson Silva. There's no beef here. There's no hatred. It's just basically Jake Paul getting somewhat of a good name on his record. And that's always good. People expect that Jake Paul is going to get this. I would say don't don't shortchange Silva. Silva is very crafty. He's a very good boxer. This would be a very good test of the skill of Jake Paul. Do I think Paul wins? Yes. Simply because Paul is so much younger, so much faster, so much stronger. But I'm saying don't count Anderson Silva out in this, ladies and gentlemen. That's on Showtime pay-per-view. It shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> and, of course, Fight TV if you're in the U.K., if you want to check that out. In women's fights action, we got the return of Katie Taylor. She's going to be fighting Jessica Carabajal, or excuse me, Karen Carabajal, sorry. Lightweight division out in Wembley. Great fight. Of course, I'm, I'm, I think Katie Taylor gets a little bit overrated at times. Um, she's a good fighter, and she has paved the way for a lot of her peers. I'm not dismissing what she's done for the business. I'm saying that I think she's a bit overrated. She's a little on the older side, and she struggled in some of her fights. Some say she even got a gift in recent fights. All I'm saying is, I think it's a good fight to have. Ultimately, time will tell whether it's going to be something more than nothing. Um, but I think it's a good fight to watch if you're into women's action. There's another women's fight, Romero versus Scott Nee as well, on that undercard. I'm not too impressed with most of the fights on the undercard. I'm not going to go through those. The return of Jojo Diaz, who did not impress me in his most recent fight, fighting William Cepeda. This is a really good fight. William Zapeda, I've briefly watched him, don't know too much about him, but I like what I see of his recent performances. It's on the zone, by the way. Jojo Diaz has not impressed me. He's a name. He was hyped, and then he took a draw, and then he's never been the same since that draw. And I don't know what the heck happened to him. And I think he's been overhyped. I'm not saying he's overrated. He's a good fighter. He's a southpaw. He's young. He's got his career ahead of him. He's not impressed from my eyes. William Zapeda, though, he looks 10 years older than he is, but he's a really good fighter, solid fighter, power. I like what I see of William Zapata. I think he's underrated. I suspect William Zapata is going to absolutely dominate in this fight. That's me. I could get it completely wrong, and Jojo Diaz could show me something. He just has not in the past. And on the undercard, Alexis Rocha makes his return. I've not. Alexis Rocha feels like one of those. He's like living off Blair Cobbs with that deal. 
Nothing bad about that. He's fought since. I like Alexis Rocha as a person. I think he's a good person. I just don't think too much of him as far as his career. So hopefully the guy he's fighting, Jesus Campos, I've never heard of. But hopefully, based on just the resume, it looks like it's a good match fight for Rocha to show us different dimensions of his game. Uh, Campos has roughly about the same level of experience as Rocha, so that's a good thing. I don't know much about him other than that. He does have some losses. I don't know anything other than that, so I don't want to give any disservice on that. Another fight to watch is a big one to me. Um, this one is uh, Kenshiro Taraji versus Hiroto Kiyoguchi at the Satama Arena Super Arena in Japan. Junior flyweight action. The reason I say this is worth watching is for the WBO World Flyweight belt. These Both of these guys are exciting, fast, strong fighters. They're, they're ones where you can't really pick this one. I My my gut leans Kiyoguchi just because I've watched him and he seems like the standout of these two. But this is one of those don't miss fights. I guarantee you. And the thing is, it's actually got a pretty decent freaking undercard. Uh, the two Nakatani's are going to be on the undercard. Masayoshi Nakatani and Jutsu Nakatani are going to be on the um, undercard as well as Bam Rodriguez is going to be on the undercard. So of every event that we got this weekend, I am recommending that you watch this Taraji Kiguchi. This is ESPN Plus in the U.S., The Zone in the U.K. I have no freaking idea why. This happens on Tuesday, so it's not on Sunday, Saturday. This is Tuesday. Again, ESPN Plus if you're in the U.S., The Zone if you're in the U.K. It's actually taking place, I'm pretty sure, yeah, in Japan, but I'm pretty sure it's also taking place in the early morning. So it's like a really early morning broadcast, so unusual. But for Japan, that's why, because of the time difference. So it's not a great a crack of night type fight. It's in the early, early morning, like on the on the U.S. I'm pretty sure it's like 5 a.m. Eastern time. It's a nutso time. So the U.K. is like 10 a.m. So the U.K. will probably catch it. If you're in the United States and you're on the West Coast, <laughs> I don't even know if you're going to be up for it, but I'm telling you it's going to be one of those no misses. So if you do have... ESPN Plus and you're in the U.S., maybe catch it after the fact because I'm telling you from my read, this is going to be the most exciting event overall of everything that we got is with these two guys and everybody on the undercard are the most exciting fighters in the game right now. Even though they're the smaller guys, they don't get enough credit, and I think it's definitely worth watching this stuff. The other thing is I'll talk about really high level. I'm not going to deal too much into some of this, but just to talk about them. Of course, I talked about the fact that Crawford ducked Daryl Spence. That happened. It is what it is. We'll have to move on. The big news is that who's going to spend, who's going to fight Spence? I talked about Stan Yotis. I talked about Boots Keith Thurman is up on deck. The belief is going to be Stan Yotis. Stan Yotis is not a bank, bad fighter. I call him Stankonia. He's not a bad fighter. I would like to see Keith Thurman. I know some people don't agree with this, but hear me out. If Spence fights and destroys Keith Thurman, as I expect he would, it means Spence will have a win over all over three of the four kings at welterweight at one time. He'll have beaten three of the four of them. That, to me, is exciting. I like to think that, yes, that's truly passing the torch. Thurman's been out there as that last holdout where he's just there, right? Manny Pacquiao gets taken out, and the torch gets passed through Yodinius Ugas. Spence takes Ugas out. <laughs> Danny Swift, Spence already de- dispatches him. Sean Porter, Spence beats him. It's close, but he beats him. It's, I argue, it's decisive. That leaves Keith once upon a time Thurman. Although Manny had beaten Thurman, it was close, and arguably Thurman could have won that fight had he not been stupid and got dropped. 
I think Thurman's still in the game, but Thurman's weak against body work. Well, what's Spence's number one weapon? It's the body attack, as we saw against Ocampo. I would love to see Spence absolutely destroy Keith Thurman once and for all, retire him from the business, because that's one less name we got to worry about. Other people want to see him fight Boots Ennis. I don't, because I don't think Boots has earned that shot. I understand he's mandatory. I got you. I don't think he's earned it. I would like to see some sort of a eliminator or a tournament or something to solve some of these names that we got at 147 once and for all. I know we're not going to see it. But that's what I'd like to see. Meanwhile, Spence has taken a soft touch in Avanesian and the WBO are cowards and will not mandate Virgil Ortiz because if they mandated Virgil Ortiz. I think that'd be a really good fight to see between two guys to really test who's that next level. Because if Virgil Ortiz was able to beat Crawford, I think Spence would easily be willing and able to make that fight happen. That's what we got on boxing on deck. We'll have to see what happens next weekend because it looks like we're going to hit a dry spell ever so much and then it'll pick up back again in the new year. So stay tuned on what's going to happen next. Until then, I definitely recommend that you check out the big fights with the Japanese fighters that's happening on Tuesday, if nothing else. Jake Paul Silva might tickle your fancy, but I don't think it's going to impress you very much. And then, of course, the women's action, Katie Taylor. I think that's going to be the big one. Other than that, I'll check in with you guys next week. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.